This week's questioner was visiting Canberra with friends. They decided to check out the National Gallery of Australia. Just outside the building, Caitlin Williams saw something that intrigued and puzzled her. It was a large pyramid that was covered in grass. She walked into the structure and found a shallow pool and a concrete dome. She walked inside. When you're standing in the middle of it, it's like you're in, I don't know, like a spaceship for a cathedral. It's just such an incredible place to be and I can't even, I don't even know what it's about. Caitlin went back home to Sydney, but she kept thinking about this unusual space. So she sent a question to Curious Canberra. She wanted to know... Who built it? Why did he build it? As well as what the dome-shaped structure was all about. You're listening to Curious Canberra. I'm Sonia G. Each week, we take a question sent in by you and ask a reporter from the ABC Canberra newsroom to answer it. Today, we're looking at two questions that cover everything from spaceships to snow. We gave them to Tom Storey, a journalism student from the University of Canberra. Tom's been an intern with ABC News. Tom went to see the structure Caitlin had asked about, and he met Lucina Ward, a senior curator at the National Gallery of Australia. So, Lucina, can you tell me about the work? Can you just describe it for me? So we're standing outside the sky space, uh, within, without, by the American artist James Terrell. And part of the reason that he wanted to build the work here in Canberra, partly, of course, we asked him, but is also because of the atmospheric conditions here in Canberra, subalpine conditions, very clear sky, and the whole idea of having a wide open sky is very important for this work of art, because basically it's a space from which we view the sky. The artist has built sky spaces all around the world. There's also one in Hobart at the Museum of Old and New Art. They all feature a viewing chamber where part of the ceiling has been removed so that visitors can look at the sky. To get the full effect of any sky space, you really have to time your visit. When you commission a sky spice, you have to provide a whole series of uh, information about the longitude and latitude of the space so that the artist can, in effect, plot the dawn and dust cycle for the work of art. Because, of course, during the day, the work of art exists as a monumental and very elaborate sculptural object, but it really comes into its own at dawn and dusk when this special light cycle plays. Caitlin visited Within Without during the day, which explains why she found it fascinating, but also pretty confusing. Here's what she would have seen if she'd visited at dawn or dusk, when the sky is changing more rapidly. The artist's use of light within the space causes special changes to take place. The contrast between the light inside the space and the light outside makes us see the sky. There's pinks and greens all the way through to a really dramatic uh, soft velvety black. So it's extraordinary what tricks the work of art plays on both your eyes but also your body too as you relax into it. When we checked in with Caitlin, she said finding out more about the work changed her perception of art. When you think about light in artworks, you think about the way that things have been painted, not really about something you can walk into. (laughs) 
Just before winter truly hits, we thought we'd answer a question from university student Max Brighton. I was just wondering about snow in Canberra. I moved about three and a half years ago from Sydney, and I've seen snow on the higher reaches of the mountains around Canberra, and I've even been up to them. But basically, I was wondering the likelihood of a significant snowfall in the suburban areas of Canberra in any given year. Is it a 1% chance, a 10% chance? And by significant, do you mean more than just falling from the sky and melting? Do you mean staying on the yeah. ground? Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Like, Able to build like, a snowman? Yeah, yeah, or, or, or not even not quite that much, but, but a covering of snow that you, that's fairly visible. To work out whether it could snow this year, Tom called Jake Phillips, a senior forecaster at the Bureau of Meteorology. I was just wondering if you could tell me the best conditions for snow to appear in Canberra suburbs. The basic ingredients we need, and one of them is quite obvious, is that we need some fairly cool temperatures. It doesn't have to be zero degrees, uh, zero at the uh, ground level, but it does have to be quite close to that level. As well as that, we also need a fair bit of humidity in the mid-levels of the atmosphere, and that's the moisture source which is going to provide that precipitation which falls the snow. And uh, the other ingredient is that we need some either instability or a lifting mechanism. And what that means is we need something to, to push that air upwards and start forcing it to uh, the, the precipitation to fall out of it. And do you think that in 2017 there's a chance that that could happen? Well, uh, the longer term average is about once in every three years. So uh, if you're playing the odds based on the fact that we've had it the last couple of years, you might say no, but uh, obviously the weather doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, we'll just have to wait and see. Our website is abc.net.au slash Curious Canberra. You can ask your own question, take part in a vote and see photos of the city's most substantial snowfalls to date. Thanks to Tom Storey from the University of Canberra for his reporting. Coming up on Curious Canberra, we take a close look at a suburb to answer a question from Aidan Cotterell. Is it really true that uh, the suburb of Canberra is the largest in the Southern Hemisphere? And if not true, which I might suspect slightly, where did the rumour originate from? (laughs) 